Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not so much in a pretentious way, but as if you just got done seeing a great movie, you went to the bar, and now you want to talk about it with your best good buddies. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my best good buddies. Let me introduce you to them. First up, you know him. You love him. It's the man. It's the myth. It's the legend. It's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hey, folks at home. And of course, you know her. She's the ever so lovely. She's the ever so talented. Hey, it's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hello, folks at home. So, guys, we are getting ever so close to so many different milestones in cinematic and popcorn prattle history. We are getting closer to Avengers Endgame. We are getting closer to our 100th episode. Woo! This is the year of popcorn prattle. I'm declaring it now. Even though Lindley cheated. Wait, cheated? During March, March Stop Madness. Stop saying that I cheated. I, I won fair and square. I I want to review the tape. <laughs> it's not my fault. You guys suck at making picks. Oh, oh, oh. Shots oh, so fired. Yeah. Talk about I, yeah. that I said it because I'm tired of you saying I cheated because I did. I'm just, I'm just saying review the tape. Even my students, even my students said that. They were like, what? What are you talking about? They're like, at least American Tale. Should have gotten a little further. And then I said, wait a minute. But what about Prince of Egypt? And they're like, yeah, you're right, Sally. They they might have been looking for an A, though. That's that's actually yeah. probably more likely of why they said that in hindsight. Your students just want an A. They don't care about your picks. They don't care. They don't care about me, so it's, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but audience, we have a great show lined up for you, and I can tell you right now, you're going to want to listen to this show over trying to go see Hellboy this weekend, um, because yeah. I'm watching I'm watching uh, the Golden Army behind me right now. I see the re- reflection in my poster. Um, it's fantastic. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Hellboy and the Golden Army. It's fantastic. So I don't understand how the reboot is going to be even better because... Um, oh, no. Ask Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got <laughs> like what? It's so got either. 9%? The, the, <laughs> the last time I checked, they did the official tomato meter reveal on Instagram and yeah. it was 9%. Man. That's bad. That's... And I love everybody in it. I know, but you know what? You don't have Guillermo del Toro behind the helm. Yeah, oh, that's true. He, that's he knows, true. he understands monsters. Like, why would you not want an Academy Award winning director to direct your movie? That because the, the cheap, cheap, yeah. cheap, 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 cheap. Yeah, you like a little bird, cheap, 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 cheap. It's a little chicken, cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> it's always so, a good day when you quote the room, ladies and gentlemen. Right? <laughs> well, you know what? The day is going to get even better because you know what? Guys, we have a great lineup for tonight. We've got a trailer roundup. We're going to be talking about Adam's Family. Um, which is awesome because I'm doing the musical, so I was very excited to see that the movie was coming out. Uh, we are going to talk about The Lion King. 
Um, that new trailer just came out. We are going to talk about some Netflix picks. Um, Lindley got to see it, can't see some things. I got a chance uh, to see some things over the weekend. And of course, uh, Lindley is going to hook us up with a spoiler-free Shazam review. We're going to see, Steve and I are going to see if, if this movie is even worth going to. Lindley has told us her thoughts, but we want to hear it straight from the source. One spoiler, I will say Shaquille O'Neal is not in this movie, and I am disappointed. Oh, man, we can't green eggs and ham it? (laughs) No, but I will say the scene scene in Kazam where it rains candy bars was my dream when I was a kid. Wasn't it everybody's? I think so. Because <laughs> it definitely and, and was then mine. and then Shaq starts rapping and it quickly becomes a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Let's green eggs and ham it. Stop. Golly. Ugh, ugh. Well, before we get started uh, with our show audience, I just want to take a moment to just remind you: if you watch our, sorry, if you listen to our show and you find that you really like what we are putting down, and you want to now follow us, you want to hear all about Popcorn Prattle, do me a favor. I want you to pause, pause for a moment, and I want you to go to iTunes, I want you to go to Stitcher, stop on Spotify, and I want you to hit follow, I want you to hit subscribe, I want you to hit a like button, I want you to share this podcast, let everybody know that Popcorn Prattle is indeed the podcast to listen to. Go on iTunes, leave us a review. I promise, not only do we love seeing it, um, but it helps us out as far as becoming better podcasters. And of course, if you want to keep the party going even further, go on our Facebook group. We got a whole Facebook group. We are constantly posting funny memes. We're talking. Dave's there. If you if you keep wondering, like, who is Dave? Hey, Dave. You can go on Popcorn Prattle Film Talk Film Group and you can talk to Dave. It doesn't just have to be me over a beer while he hates everything that I love. We can talk about the things that we all love. We'll all be happy for it. So yeah, so many things, so many places that you can connect with us on Popcorn Prattle. But you know what, guys? The advertisements are out of the way. So, Stephen, Lindley, you know how we do things. Are you ready? ready? Ready. Guys, let's prattle. So, first off, right out of the gate, um, we have like a little nugget where we talk about things that are not on the main card, um, as, as it were. Um, Lindley, you had something that you wanted to, to share with us and kind of talk about to start. I did. Um, so, if you're a fan of the podcast or if you follow me on Instagram, you're not a stranger to the fact that I'm a huge Disney file. I love Disney. No. I know. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, no, but I love Disney. And the news just came out. Disney just made a big announcement about what is going to be on their Disney Plus, um, their Disney Plus platform, which mm. is basically the Netflix but just for Disney properties. Right. And that includes Star Wars, uh, Marvel, and also Pixar. And on that note, they just announced that Monsters, Inc. is getting its own show on Disney+. Plus. Really? 
Really? Huh. That's an interesting and choice. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of excited because Monsters, Inc. is my favorite Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I'm going to probably get some hate comments, especially from my mother, when I say that I like it a little better than Toy Story. But I've always loved Monsters, Inc. And... I mean... Yeah. And it looks Sorry. like it's going to be a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. We already had the prequel with Monsters University, which was... Right. It was okay. Mm-hmm. The one thing I appreciate about Monsters University that not a lot of films do, especially Disney films, there are consequences in Monsters University. It's not just, oh, oh, these guys don't get what they want, so they're going to be rebellious, and then, oh, they are turn out to be heroes and everything's fine. no. The main characters do something really bad and get kicked out of their university. And there's no, mm-hmm. oh, well, since you're such good-hearted, we're going to let you back in. They're like, no, you're, you've got potential, but you got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, there are consequences. So that I do appreciate about Monsters University. And I'm not sure anybody really talks about Monsters University anymore. But anyways, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for a Monsters, Inc. follow-up because there's a lot of potential Mm-hmm. In that, because when you think about how the movie ends, you think that this whole, mo- oh gosh, I almost said Monsters Universe, but I had flashbacks to that crappy Tom Cruise mummy movie. This Monsters Inc. universe has just gotten through with their, oh, we're going to stop collecting screams and now we're going to collect laughter. And there was a hint of Silly being reunited with Boo. So I think there's a lot of potential for a fun series there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that the one thing that excites me about this, not so much the, the Monsters, Inc. A- aspect of it, although I do think it's a cool idea. I mean, it's a great, um, it's a great medium for further storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to. And I think that's the route that Marvel's gone. And I'd be curious to see if this is the route that all of their major franchises now that they have, that instead of just making movies, right, mm-hmm. you can now make whole TV shows instead. Um, and since you have them all kind of housed under one hub um, through your streaming service, I mean, I just think from a marketing standpoint, I think that's a great idea because, you know, like now what we're seeing from Disney Plus is there's going to be a little bit for everybody. You know, there's you you're going to see stuff for, you know, like the Marvel fans like they're like we knew that was coming. But to now hear like, oh, there's going to be Monsters, Inc. Could there be like an Incredibles thing? Um, Could we see like a Toy Story series? Um, There there's just a lot of great potential and i mean like i said i'm not terribly excited so much for the monsters inc aspect of it because um that's not my favorite um i think my favorite pixar is probably bugs life um but again really oh yeah i love bugs Uh, life Bugs life i I don't have a problem with the bugs life that's just surprising for me i i love i knew there was a reason we were friends yeah (laughs) Yeah, but think about fans. think about like the potential for having, you know, a Bugs Life TV show. Um, you know, where you could have more villains um that that show up besides, you know, the the great one in Hopper. Um Yeah, I just again, I just the the potential for this particular 
uh, platform is endless. And I mean, you I mean, you see with DC's streaming service, I mean, they're doing fairly they're doing fairly well for themselves. Um, so yeah. if they can do it pretty well, um, I have no doubt that Disney can, especially since they're diversifying um, their content with not just superhero stuff, but now with, you know, franchises that everyone knows and loves. Yeah. And mm. I think it's going to be something that when when we talk about all these streaming services, uh, forgive me, I'm kind of looking up the numbers right now. Sure. It's something that actually makes me truly consider, hey, I mm-hmm. might want to sign up for this. They they just announced the price of everything, and it's only going to be seven uh, six ninety nine a month. Hmm. For and that's that's not bad. No, that's, that's going to give uh, Netflix all. a run for its money. Actually, it it is Cause... because Netflix the prices just keep, keep yeah growing Netflix and keeps and amping its prices up, and people are going to see that and be like, you know what. I always just sit down and want to watch Disney stuff anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> well, and nice. you, you got to remember, too, Netflix is doing like all of their original content. And, you know, that's why a lot of their original shows, no matter how good they are, that's why a lot of them end up getting canceled because they, they, they're too expensive for Netflix. Yeah. And to compete, you've got to have original content on your streaming service it just seems like that is that is the new direction that they're going on they're going towards um everybody you know you look at like a uh, marvelous mrs mazel um on amazon prime you know what so i mean good. like that like that that won awards um netflix shows have won awards so if you can't step up as far as the original content goes you know handmaid's tale on hulu um if you can't step up you you kind of have to get pushed away, um, pushed aside. And I feel like some of these more streaming, a lot of these streaming services, they can compete a little bit better than Netflix because they don't just do streaming services. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I have we have a streaming service, but this is definitely not like our main our main revenue source. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it it's so much more content, mm-hmm. and especially like beloved content right I'm, sorry i'm trying to find the annual i think the annual price i saw was 60 69.99 for a mm. year when looking at dc dc universe that's 74.99 a year mm-hmm. and wow when you look at dc universe dc is just dc for 74.99 a month when you look at disney for 69.90 a month you're getting not only the classic disney movies and shows you're getting disney you're getting pixar you're getting um oh goodness you're getting star wars you're getting marvel you're getting new original content and not only that i think they announced too uh because of the fox merger and this could this could either be a make or break thing the movie love simon Mm -hmm. is getting a tv show on disney plus Really? Really? Oh, because that was very popular for a lot of people. That what? Yes, it was. And for I, others, I did not see it, but for a lot others, of... not so popular. Yeah. So that oh. might be a little controversial, but I know that movie is beloved by a lot of people. So mm-hmm. the fact that Disney is willing to take that risk 
And for the price and everything you're getting. Right. And I know I've said in the past, like, oh, it's just one more. I I might actually sign up for this. I'm seriously considering it. I definitely think I will. I mean, it, again, the the question is isn't any more of you know like am I gonna get this stuff? It's gonna be a matter of what's gonna make me drop Netflix. Because, like you said, the price just keeps increasing, and it's like, well, if I'm watching these more so than Netflix, then again, what is the incentive for me? Or you can do like me and still stay on the family Netflix account. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Well, well my family, they don't know. It's its a running gag. I'm literally the only person who knows how to log into their uh, Netflix account. Um, <laughs> everybody else in my family is a little bit too trifling. Um, I can say that. They, they, they listen to the show uh, sporadically. <laughs> Steven, are you going to sign up for Disney Plus? I don't think I'm going to, honestly. Um, I got to be honest. I really can't get excited about um, expanding on Monsters, Inc. Just because I thought I I really do love the movie. And I just, I felt like it ended just fine. I didn't really, when, when Monsters University came out, I wasn't like, oh, yay, finally a sequel or a prequel. I was just kind of like, meh. And then, but I do have to agree with what you said, Lindley. It had consequences for the characters. And Mm -hmm. that was one thing I did enjoy about it was it was a Disney film that dared to say what happens when you follow your dreams and your dreams don't pan out. Oh, oh, (laughs) sorry. Yeah. Well, well, that was something I totally related Uh, to. Yeah. Because it was like, (laughs) and, and (laughs) I'm. Um, I, I, and I think like, yeah, well, it shows them having a very good life, even though their initial dreams didn't pan out, you know, their dreams evolved and they kind of just learned to enjoy life. Mm. And I thought that was a, a more realistically positive message. So that was one thing I did enjoy about it, but yeah, no, I, I actually just, um, took over my account on Netflix for my parents. They had been paying for it for a while for us, but we finally said, all right, we're going to take it from here. And mm. so we're on our own. We got this, mom and dad. We, we got, got this. this. <laughs> we got this, man. Ba- baby steps, Stephen. Baby steps. <laughs> yes, I canceled the DVD <laughs> subscription part. Yeah, I think you might be one of the only humans that still do that. Still did that. <laughs> uh, but well, guys, I, I do have to say, um, while again, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not too excited about the the Monsters Inc. aspect um, of Disney Plus. There is one thing coming to Netflix that will convince me to at least for ten episodes hold on to it, and that is Cowboy Bebop, which officially is getting. Uh, I called it. I I said I said on the show. I said if you want to make a good anime, if you want to turn a good anime into a live action show. Right or movie, mm-hmm. make a Cowboy Bebop, and I think I even said on the show I said it should be on Netflix um, as a TV show, and doggone yeah, it if Netflix, right? They need to they need to give me uh, my royalty check for that idea. Um, but then <laughs> again, luck. they can they can keep it because let me tell you something, guys. The casting for this particular show is absolutely it's perfection. Um, First off, you got John Cho, 
right? So you have an actual and something, and it's and it's kind of sad that you have to say this, but you have an actual Asian actor in like starring in an anime adaptation. Like that's that's kind of pathetic. That. <laughs> that that's like that's that the point. highlight of it you know what i mean yeah like that should that be the so standard long to get there right you know like what was the hold up um but, but then, marcus what didn't you enjoy dragon ball evolution i don't talk to him about that what about ghost <laughs> in the shell garbage actually ghost i enjoyed shell. dragon ball evolution over death note if that tells you how bad death note was oh god yeah <laughs> okay but what about ghost in the shell Oh, I didn't bother oh, yeah, watching that. Yeah, that was that. a thing. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, we need to add that to next year to, uh, uh, oh that yeah, that came out. <laughs> um, but here's what, here's the thing that they got me, right? So they got me with John Cho and I was like, oh, yeah. perfection. Like, I don't even care who else got cast. Then they followed it up with uh, Mustafa Shakir, who um, you guys probably don't know who this is, but he played... Um, Bushmaster, Mustafa Shakir, um, plays this phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, villain in, in Luke Cage. Um, like he legitimately, he, he steals the season. Um, just every scene he comes in, you just can tell, like, this is a man, like, out for vengeance. And the character that he's playing is kind of like, he's not so much the sidekick, um, but he's, he's the main character's partner named Jet Black, um, who happens to be like an ex detective and in the anime, like he's, he's very sarcastic. He's like old and grizzled and he's like, Spike, do we have to do it like this? Like, why can't we just, and Spike's like, no, I'm going to go out on my own because I'm the young spunky guy with the spiky hair. And he's like, oh, all right, I'll bail your ass out again, I guess. <laughs> um, Dan, uh, Danielle Pineda, uh, plays Faye Valentine. Now, I don't really know who she is, although apparently, I guess she was in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I don't know who she Was she played. the nurse? Oh, was she the nurse? I think the nurse that gets kidnapped to help the, the dinosaur. Oh, I was thinking yeah. that might have been her. She was the, oh, that's one a... of the more compelling characters in that movie. That's awesome. a good part for her, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if uh, if they'll bring some of like the sexiness of Faye, because uh, Faye was she gets cryogenically frozen because of a disease that she yes, has in like the '80s or something. As and does. so when she comes back, when she like gets uh, on when she gets defrosted, she uh, comes out and she's you know like this like super sex pot, um, and. But she gets made fun of by the crew because I think she's like 180, so they constantly call her grandma. And she's yeah. like, and like, it's like, she's constantly Blue? like beating them up and stuff. Um, it's so, it's like, it's so funny. Um, and then Alex Hassel, who was in the Red Sea Diving Resor- Resort and Suburbicon. Um, so I, I don't know much about him. He is playing uh, the character of Vicious. Um, who is Spike's ex-partner slash uh, Yakuza badass with this. He has like, he literally has like a raven. Like, I think it's like a cybernetically enhanced raven on his shoulder that kills people. And then he also like 
can he like he like kills the entire yakuza clan um just because he's like uh you guys are gonna sell me out so i'm gonna be in charge now again as one does i i am so i'm so thrilled about this show and they just made it even better by not just casting an asian actor um as the lead role but the thing is is that everybody in this cast is a person of color it it, in that movie right you still don't really see a lot of diversity um like even even though it's like it's very clearly like it's set in japan you look at it and it's like you know the very like very very like minute characters are asian but they're not like front and center um and then you know just forget seeing like any other sort of ethnicity in in that movie um or or in a lot of these a lot of these movies or tv shows um so to see this in in uh, a mo- in a show like Cowboy Bebop, um, which I I mean I went online the day the casting was announced and literally every group that I was in was like oh my god like I remember watching Cowboy Bebop like in the late nineties early two thousands on Toonami and like like oh my gosh like this the show is so so freaking good, um, and now to see this. I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't wait. See, I still need to actually watch the original anime because I remember seeing parts of it Mm -hmm. as a kid, but I didn't ever get to actually sit down and watch the whole show. Right. I don't think I was allowed to. It was... Basically, anything on Toonami, my parents kind of had me stay away from. I think the only anime I ever got when I was a kid was Sailor Moon. And I was obsessed Mm -hmm. with Sailor Moon. Well, but Dragon Ball on... Z, Cowboy Bebop, I wasn't allowed to watch it. Well, Cowboy Bebop would have been on Midnight Run. So you definitely probably oh, wouldn't so have been able to watch it. Oh, so then I was definitely not allowed to watch it. Yeah, this was like, this was like, you know, uh, it was like, it was like uh, Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star, Gundam Wing, Big O, and like Dragon Ball Z, but it was like Dragon Ball Z uncut, where they like put the blood in, they put the cursing back. Um, because there's, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, there's literally like a whole episode where there's barely any talking. It's just people getting killed, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, so I'm not surprised <laughs> if you were not allowed to watch, if you're not allowed to watch Midnight Run, like, I'm not surprised that you have not seen this because that was my, my first introduction to, um, to Cowboy Bebop was, you mm-hmm. know, being at my grandma's. And, you know, it's like two in the morning. We have to get up for a couple of hours for church. And me and my cousin Garrett are sitting, are like sitting in our beds watching, uh, watching Midnight Run and being like, yeah, let's give <laughs> Cowboy Bebop a shot. Um, and then once I got older and I got Crunchyroll um, and I watched Cowboy Bebop, it, number one, that show holds up. Um, number two, it is so freaking good. It's so, so, like, the story is phenomenal. And I'm sad that it's only, uh, it's only one season. You know? But who knows, who knows what they will do with it as a, uh, a Netflix show. But, who yeah. knows? 
But guys, let's go ahead. Let's do a a trailer roundup. Um, and let's kick this thing off with uh, by talking about the Adams family. I literally, I literally left a pause in there because I was like, one of them's gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, welcome. So the Adams family has a trailer coming out. Um. Well, sorry, the trailer came out. The the movie's coming out. Uh, let's round table it. Let's let let's let's do this like a uh, a Netflix picks. Um, we'll go. We'll let's round table and see who's who's interested and who's not. Um, so Stephen, let's start off with you, my friend. Um, interested or not, based on what you saw in the trailer, and we'll talk about why in a moment. I am on the fence. Okay, Lindley. Uh, yes, excited. Uh, yes, I am also excited. Stephen, uh, start us off. Why are you on the fence about this movie? Okay, so I really did like the '90s Adams Family movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they were great. Uh, but one big problem of them was that they were always trying to force a plot that kind of required the family to have conflict with things that they wouldn't normally have conflict with. Um, They're a family who loves weird things. And so the plots always felt really cheap and kind of pointless. My concern, and I didn't see anything in this trailer that suggested um, they're going to fall into the same trap, but I didn't see anything that said they wouldn't either. Uh, like the trailer looks okay. The family, I'm just a little worried that they're going to turn some of the characters into not quite as Adams family ish, um, as they should be. Like, I don't know. There were times I was getting a vibe that Gomez might be a little overwhelmed by how weird his family is. Really? Um, just in one of the shots, his reaction to something, seemed a little more like goofy dad who can't handle the stress of family. Um, and I, I can't remember which shot it was. It was, there, it was towards the beginning. There was a shot of, there was a shot of Wednesday where she was kind of alone and I was afraid, okay, is she going to become one of these, I just want to see the world kind of teenagers? Cause that's not their characters at all. Um, now, now it was just the way it was framed and the way it was done that made me worry. But at the same time, it wasn't anything they were saying either. So it's kind of like, okay, this could go either way for me, really. So I think I'm going to have to wait till I see another trailer to get uh, confirmation on that. Bottom line, I don't want to see them mess the family up. Their family mm. values, as it were. Uh, I see what you did there. Uh, Lindley? I'm excited for it. I remember seeing the concept art for this movie, and I thought it was just, oh, this is an artist's rendering of these characters. I did not know this was going to be an actual movie. So I adore the designs of the characters, especially especially Gomez, and the fact that he is voiced by Oscar Isaacs makes me even more excited. And I love how Wednesday, her braids are nooses. Mm-hmm. But I'm, um, yeah. Go go back and look at Wednesday. Her braids, uh, they they are braided into nooses. 
the there's only two things I'm concerned about. One, I'm not so on board with Charlize Theron as Morticia. I just I don't I don't hear Morticia yet. I might need to see more, but right now I just something about the voice and the animation isn't matching up. And two, I'm kind of with you, Stephen. I need the story to be good. And Mar- Marcus, I know, I know you said you're doing this musical with your kids, but I'm not a big fan of the musical. You mean you're not a big fan of You Can't Take It With You? I thought you said you were doing The Addams Family. Yeah, The Addams Family plot is You Can't Take It With You. That is true. And if I hear one more female sing pulled in an audition, I will pull my hair out. (laughs) I will. I promise. So, yeah, I I need the story to be as intriguing as the animation looks. But other than that, I'm on board. Um, I mean, I'm on board. I Now, as far as will I go see this, um, I mean, I'll just do a very early box office or red box. It is probably going to be a red box for me. Really? Yeah, because as much as I enjoy the Addams Family, um, it's kind of like it's kind of like with these uh, Disney movies, right? I I already have a fond memory of the Adams family. I don't I don't necessarily need a remake, and this remake isn't for me, right? This is for a new generation mm-hmm. to get introduced to the Adams family. I mean, you might not believe this, but. Um, a lot of the kids, there, well, not a lot, but I would say uh, maybe about like 60% um, didn't know who the Adams Family was. Which is a shame. They had never seen the movie. They had never, uh, they didn't know anything about them. They just knew that there was a musical and it was called, there was a musical called The Adams Family. But outside of that, they had no idea like of anything. Um, and so... With that in mind, um, this will be very cool for like, un- like I said, like a new generation of kids um, to to see this movie, to get inundated by it, to be to you know fall in love with these characters um, just like we did. Um, but I feel like if I go see this movie, I'm just gonna be disappointed. Um, now I will say that I do like the design. I like that it is very complimentary of the original cartoon. Um, well, not the original cartoon, but so much, but the original comic strip. Mm-hmm. Um, they pull a lot of inspiration from that. Um, especially with Gomez, it seems. Right? Um, and Morticia. Um, which I feel is, you know, great, great, smart move. But then also, like, taking your own liberties with it, um, which I really enjoy. Um, I think Oscar Isaac's going to do a great job. He's perfect. Um, he was I'm made with, to play Gomez. Yeah. Which I was I'm talking- with you, though. I, As far as Morticia goes, um, you know, Charlize Theron, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of hers in general. I don't have a problem with her. Just... It- Something well, about the voice and the character design don't match up. I, I just don't particularly care for her that much. Um, and so because of that, that kind of puts like a little bit of a black spot on this movie for me. 
Um, it might not do it for other people. That's okay. Um, because, hey, everybody, every, look, everyone can have their own opinion about this. Some people might see this movie and think it's great. Um, but for me, it's going to have to be a no. I do appreciate finally seeing the trailer. And I feel comfortable knowing that they are more than likely going to do this, um, do these characters enough justice to inspire a new generation to mm -hmm. fall in love with them. Stephen, what were you saying? I was just going to say, you know, um, after the live action versions, it's, I think personally, it's going to be a tough act to follow up uh, Raul Julia and. Um, Angelica Houston, honestly. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, when I think go to, uh, Gomez and Morticia, I instantly think of them. I don't even think about the original TV show. I just think about them. Mm -hmm. They were so perfect in those roles. So Hashtag relationship goals. Morticia yes. and Gomez. <laughs> it was so great. Hashtag goals. Yes. Which is even more reason why I, I don't want to see this movie. Because how... Because you're right, because if you go see this movie, all you're going to be doing is comparing them. And it's not and it's not going to be close to it, no matter how good of a job they're, they're going to do. But Stephen, or Marcus, we're reviewers. It's what we do. We, we, we do review, and we also don't review some things, <laughs> you know. Oh, my gosh. I had, I had a flashback to... Suicide Squad. We reviewers. It's what we do. Hey, that movie never happened. It doesn't exist. Oh, no. It's well. It's about to. It's about to get rebooted. So it's gonna be like it didn't ever <laughs> Steven, exist. <laughs> Steven, if we ignore evil, it'll just come back around. So the next trailer uh, that we have here is one near and dear to our hearts, though. Maybe the live action version won't necessarily be quite as good as the original that we remember so fondly. Guys, we're talking about The Lion King. Uh, a second trailer has dropped. Um, I personally was blown away by the first trailer. I got the feels, started singing. I was excited. Then I saw Donald Glover's name and I got more excited. <laughs> I I don't know. We're, yeah, we're we're round tabling it. Uh, Steven, how do you feel about this movie? Based on the trailer. Um, <laughs> um, I think my fears are getting um, confirmed. Okay. Lindley? Not really excited. I'm going to be controversial and say I'm still excited. <laughs> Still You're excited. just being contrarian. I'm still excited. You're just being contrarian. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Steven, you go first, please. Okay, so my big concern was, of course, that it was going to be visually impressive, but not really compare to the experience we all had as children. Um, and, you know, Marcus, I'm going to have to echo something you said last time. Hmm. And you actually brought this up again. I don't think these movies are for us necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we grew up with the cartoons and we have fond memories, but it's like you said, with your kids, they had no idea who the Adams family were. 
there's a whole generation that does not know about the Disney Renaissance characters. They don't know these stories because they didn't grow up watching them like we did. And, you know, they're a generation that grew up with um, CGI animated films. Mm -hmm. So I really kind of see this more as Disney rebranding these characters for a newer generation, while the older generation who grew up with the originals will also be drawn back for the nostalgia factor and because uh, most of them all now have kids of their own. Mm -hmm. So... It's, it's a win-win on Disney's part. Um, what I'm seeing in the trailer doesn't look bad. Um, my concern is just that it's going to be, you know, kind of like Beauty and the Beast. You know, it looks visually well. It's a well-made movie. But at the end of the day, you just find yourself kind of going like, eh, I enjoyed the cartoon more because it was original and fresh the first time around. Mm -hmm. And I'm just a little um, fatigued, I guess, from just seeing the same story in a different uh, form, I guess I want maybe I just want a little more right. uh, difference, but those are my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's the thing. I, I'm going to see it regardless because it's Disney and they have my money. Like it's going to happen, but I was the, the original trailer it got me a little excited, but then it realized, oh, this is exactly the same as the first trailer for The Lion King, just with different animation. And like Steven said, the animation is spe spectacular. It's fantastic. The scene where one of the lions just like twitches his ear. It's so realistic. Mm -hmm. But because it's so realistic... The character designs are so unremarkable. When I saw... I didn't know that was supposed to be Scar to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, oh, that's Scar? Oh. Right. Oh. Like, I saw that. There's... And it's just like... If I want... To watch The Lion King, this is one of the first ones where like, oh, I could see this being a live action. This is, I just want to go watch the original. I don't want to see this. Because as impressive as the animation is, how is that going to translate when the characters are having to emote in big scenes? Mm -hmm. Because that's part of what made The Lion King so great was that you felt their emotion, not only in the voice acting, but also in the animation. This just looks like n normal animals just, you know, oh, one sounds like Billy Eichner. Mm. So, I don't know, just seeing this trailer, I'm not that excited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I am because the thing is, I'm getting exactly what I expect from this movie. <laughs> I don't want any fancy scenes added. I don't need any extra songs. You know, you can put He Lives in You. That was in the Broadway musical. It was also in uh, Lion King Pride. 2. Yeah. Um, which was a great, great title for a sequel. Um, I just feel like 
this is it's it's giving me what I want. It's giving me what I expect. I can't ask for anything more. I can't ask for anything less. Um, like yes, this is a definite cash grab. And the thing is, I'm gonna be laughing because I'm not gonna go see it in theaters because it's just gonna show up on Disney Plus anyway. So <laughs> like I'm Lady and wait. the Tramp, right? I'm just gonna <laughs> Lady and Tramp. That's I'm just happening, wait. people. That's actually happening. <laughs> I was so asking for that one, not... I'm just going to wait, and then, uh, yeah, call it a day. So. 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 Um, one, one trailer that we, that we left off, um, which is a shame, because I, I don't know how we forgot about this, uh, Joker. The Joker trailer. Oh, and we and I remember we we had quite some words. So we're so audience. This is not planned at all. I'm throwing this on them. Um, so please please forgive them if they are tongue tied at first. Um, but we've got to talk about this Joker trailer because it just dropped. There's been a lot of um, talk about it, and I feel. I mean, guys, we have a whole segment called. Go home, DC. You're drunk. We can't just ignore the Joker trailer. Um, I want to ignore it. I, but see, that's the thing. I, I'm actually, I'm actually more interested in seeing the Joker movie than I am Adam's Family. Even though, <gasps> even though I have tons, tons of <laughs> things against this movie, um, besides the fact that it's coming out on my birthday. I think it's telling that we forgot about it. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, of all the trailers we're talking about, this should have been the one that we were, like, itching to talk about. And we forgot about it. Well, the news, well, the the buzz about it just, I mean, once after, like, what, two or three days? It kind of just died out um, because everybody, you know, pretty much had their camps Mm -hmm. about the Joker movie. With the biggest camp being, what is the purpose? What is the there purpose is of this no movie? There is no purpose. It's money. It's money. I and and you know what? My kids, my my students, I got into an argument with them about this, right? Um, you know, because they were talking about the Joker movie and they were talking about, you know, like Sal, like it's for money, it's for money, it's for money. And I I get that. I do understand it. But I mean, here's the thing: there are so many different characters that you could pull from that you're not like batman's rogues gallery is deep and what i see from this trailer right is that this is a straight up um homage to heath ledger's uh, interpretation of the joker it's very reminiscent of it but but the problem is is that that's not like heath ledger's joker is not the definitive joker like, that is not how he is portrayed in the comics. Like, you can say, like, like oh, it's like this, that, and the other. But, okay. And and while I'm, like, no disrespect to Heath Ledger, R.I.P., he did a great job. He did a fantastic job with the character. But let's not get it twisted. That was his interpretation. That was Christopher Nolan's interpretation of the Joker in a world where 
Batman exists. Like it's in, like if Batman existed in the real world, here's what he would be. If the Joker exists in the real world, this is what he would be. But let's not forget that it's a comic book. The Joker doesn't need a backstory. That's the point. Yeah. And we've said that over and over again on this show. Mm-hmm. So you're right, Marcus. It It is unnecessary. There's no need for a Joker movie. It defeats the whole purpose of the Joker as a character for him to have an origin story because he is such an unreliable narrator. However, it doesn't look terrible. Uh, and that's, least, what, that's what pissed me off even more. I know. From a, <laughs> talking from a straight film perspective, mm-hmm. it looks intriguing. It looks yeah. well shot. The design of everything, it looks fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I already, like, I don't need to see the movie because I know how it's going to go. It's going to be like, oh, here's this guy. He gets beat up and picked on. Here's this guy. He gets beat up and picked on. Beat up and picked on. <laughs> <laughs> some more until he snaps beat up I got I got you thank you <laughs> I, I, beat I, up I and picked it. on more until yes. he snaps and then oh he's the joker so I mean that's the movie that's mm. what the movie is going to be unless they you know are bold enough to at the end of the movie be like, oh, we have this whole epic about how he became the Joker. And then at the end of the movie, they pull a killing joke and say, yeah, this is one of the stories he tells. That is what I, that is what I'm hoping for, Lindley. You have and no he, idea. And you I'm know hoping- what? They might do that because DC might look at him and says, yeah, this is one of the stories he tells. Now coming to theaters in 2022, here are some more Joker movies. This mm-hmm. one's directed by Martin Scorsese. This one has everybody's favorite Joker, Jared Leto. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, unless they are bold enough to do something like this, I feel like I don't need to see it because I know how it's going to... It looks predictable. Steven, A well-shot, predictable movie. Steven, what... I mean, I know, I know you have no interest in seeing these movies. So I'm, I'm not even asking you that. I'm asking you, you know, what is your opinion of this particular movie, as far as the trailer goes? Because it does look well shot. You know, it does look like I it looks like something cringe. out of, uh, you know, it does look like a Scorsese film. <laughs> I ask you, what what do you think this, how do you think this looks? So I will say I'm on the fence about it, but I got to be honest. I think this looks better than any of the other DC movies Mm. by a long shot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I have to disagree with y'all. I don't think this is going to be an homage to Heath Ledger at all. Mm -hmm. Um, For one thing, there's a lot of shots of him laughing. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger never really laughed as the Joker. Yeah, Not did. much, anyway. Uh, what? Not much. He laughed like once or twice in the whole movie. Um, and he was a very, very. I'm not. I'm not trying to not. But you're right. He's not the only Joker. This feels, and I do, and I don't think uh, y'all need to worry. I think it is going to be that kind of movie where it's not trying to be like the. At least I'm hoping it's not trying to be the. Um, 
um, this is the tragic backstory of the Joker or anything. I think it's like it says in the trailer. I used to think my life was a tragedy, but now I realize it's a comedy. I think it's going to be an inversion of that. And if that's the route it goes, I think this is going to be one really, really well-made and interesting movie. Mm. But I could be wrong. So I'll wait till I see another trailer. But as of right now, I think it honestly looks more interesting and worthwhile to go see than any of the other DC movie uh, stuff that's come out mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. We will we will certainly have to have to see because I I again I I don't know I'm I'm hoping I'm Stephen I'm hoping you're right I'm hoping Me that too. it will be a very like unreliable narrator type story. Yes, I like I I think it really like the visuals. Um, clue me in that thinking i don't think this is going to be at least i'm hoping it's not going to be one of those artificially deep movies like mm-hmm. you know suicide squad and man of steel that try to appear deep but are actually just you know oh, i'm man of steel dur. i'm, I'm so brooding for, for no reason i am jesus <laughs> i don't think it's going to be like that i'm hoping it's not because um it really does have that that I don't know how to describe it. It has that hint of this probably got greenlit, not because of, um, oh, it's let's do another Joker movie. I think it probably got greenlit because, holy crap, this is an amazing idea. And I think they're holding on to that and not revealing too much about it. Because, I mean, if they give away their, you know, uh, hand, I guess. Grace um, hole. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then yeah, that'd be like ruining the great twist, but mm. I don't know. But so I'm hoping this is going to be like one of those, holy crap. Yeah. That was like the surprise, amazing film of the year. Yeah. Kind of things. So we'll yeah. see. Which mm. do you, we'll talk about this later, but TC might be stepping up their game. Just maybe. I think, I think they, I think they now understand the product a little bit better yes from what especially from and i and i'm very interested in what you're going to say about shazam because like i said i mean i enjoyed aquaman um you know the past past couple of movies that they've been putting out and just the change they've been making i mean it just sounds like they are ready to take things seriously and not play catch up so we're we'll, ready we'll to settle down batman and i so guys um you know what we have talked a lot for this first half let's take a quick break let's get a little water um and audience when we come back after a brief commercial break we're going to give you our netflix picks and we've already teased it but lindley is going to give us her shazam spoiler free review you don't want to miss it stay tuned Experience Dungeons and Dragons like you've never experienced before. So, girls, tell us about Dave. So, tell me Dave how great I am. is a little drunk and all. Feel the tension. Like some chips. They don't have any chips. Feel the excitement. Twenty-nine more javelins. You gonna throw another javelin? Well, twenty-nine more. Duh. Epic storytelling. This island, as all the locals know, is the island of Atlantis. And you are not welcome here. And with no swearing or profanity of any kind. Ah, jeez. <laughs> this is... Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Find out more at DungeonsDragonsDaughters.Podbean.com, your favorite podcast service or preferred social site. We're also on YouTube. 
Um, so, uh, next up on our list of topics tonight, we have here our Netflix picks. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, or if maybe you've listened to more of our older episodes, and then you start listening to the new episodes, which is kind of weird, um, (laughs) (laughs) you should... It's it's weird. It's weird if you if you I'm gonna start off with the first show when they didn't know what they were doing. Now I'm gonna start off with the new episodes. They they've got everything figured out for the most part. Most um, part. <laughs> keyword most part. Keyword being most part. Yeah, exactly. Um, as we get closer to a uh, hundred episodes, um, <laughs> but Netflix picks is basically uh, an opportunity for us to just kind of share with what we're watching through streaming. Um, sometimes it is new stuff. Sometimes it's the original content that we were talking about before. And you know what? Sometimes it is, um, you know, stuff that people have already been seeing. Like, for instance, uh, Steven got a chance to watch um, The Good Place um, through streaming uh, and really enjoyed it and he wanted to share it. So this is our opportunity to tell you guys what we're watching so that maybe instead of watching Hellboy, um, which as of now, Hellboy, the first one is now on my screen and it is fantastic, I have to say. Um, Instead of seeing Hellboy, uh, the newest one, watch some of these Netflix picks. Um, So Lindley, you go ahead and start us off. What is your, uh, what are your Netflix picks? I actually have a couple. Mm-hmm. So the first one, I got to see this uh, really great movie that's starring Brie Larson and Sam Jackson. That's not Captain Marvel. I heard about this. I, I, I heard about it like shortly after Captain Marvel. It's called it's called a unicorn store. And it's just as weird as that title suggests. Uh, it is about uh, Brie Larson's character. She was an art student that got kicked out of mm. college and is now trying to appease, not only appease her parents, but kind of appease everyone else around her by getting a, a temp job, a nine to five and living a normal life. And then she gets an invitation from a very eccentric, tensile haired character played by sam jackson and he says this this store provides what you need and you need a unicorn because she loves unicorns she loves rainbows and fairies and all that kind Mm of um that kind of themes and so it's it's just a really cute and heartwarming movie and you Mm -hmm. can definitely tell this is what they were doing between takes of captain marvel yeah, because it's very it's very small, very simple, but very cute, and it kind of it has a theme about about growing up and letting go of childhood things, but not completely, hmm. not letting hmm. them go, but also realizing when it's time to move on and use the things that you loved so much. Seeing them and using them in a different light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And realizing also that the things you want aren't necessarily the things you need, and the things you need have been in front of you the entire time. Nice. So it was, I, I really recommend it because it's just, it's very cute, it's very strange, but in an endearing way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, go, go watch. If you, if you want to smile... 
if you want, you know, if you want to smile during your existential crisis, which I know I'm going through right now, <laughs> go watch Unicorn Store. Yeah. And another one I saw is a TV show that is on Netflix right now. It is called Kim's Convenience. Okay. And it is about a Korean family in Canada. They're living in Canada. Which, it's it's such a bizarre thing because usually sitcoms are like, oh, we're in New York, we're in L.A. But no, it's like, oh, no, they're just a simple Korean family in Canada. The father owns a convenience store. Mm -hmm. The daughter is in school for photography. The mother is very involved in her church. And the son has, he's kind of the black sheep because the father refuses to talk to him. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, because of something he did when he was a teenager and their relationship is very strained. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of a, a multi, not, not necessarily a sitcom as in the way that the big bang theory or something like that is. I'm, I'm trying to find something to compare it to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's hard because it's a very, it's a very simple story about a simple family, but right. just the characters in it are mm. so incredibly endearing. It, you have the dad, you know, he thinks he's always right. You have the gentle mother who is dealing with, you know, some church ladies that kind of think they're better than everybody else. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. the daughter is trying to, you know, prove herself to her dad. You know, sometimes like, so you're not always right. Sometimes I am. And then there's this, the subplot about the, son moving up and also he he wants to repair his relationship with his family but right. he's also scared to and so it's very simple a, a lot of these uh, again like unicorn store it's very simple but you have characters and plot lines that are incredibly endearing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i it's weird for me watching it though because the Why? The man that plays it's a it, it's a again a major majority is a uh, person of color cast. The main cast is Korean. Um, you have some black actors that are uh, friends. It's a very because you have all these different people coming into the convenience store, and a lot of people are repeat customers. Right. So it's a very diverse cast, but the the dad. It's weird because he looks like my dad. <laughs> it's very okay. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just because, like, they have the exact same beard, the same hairline, the same kind of build. I'm like, this is, this, this is just a different version of my father. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, and that's kind of one of the other endearing things is that you can see people that you know in your own life. It doesn't matter. Well, it does matter the the race of these characters. Mm -hmm. Like, it's great that it's such a diverse cast and they're getting representation. But right. it's also saying, like, yes, they may be a different race than me, but I can see people I know in these characters. Right. You can still you can still exactly. relate, even though you are not of that same ethnicity. Exactly. Which is really great. It's, yeah. And it's just and it's really cute. Mm. It's really fun. So yeah. If it, on, on your breaks from watching The Office reruns for the thousandth time, watch Kim's Convenience. 
Well, I have not gotten a chance to watch Kim's Convenience um, or Unicorn Store, even though they're on uh, Unicorn Store is on my list. Um, I have uh, been watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part Two, and this this show is absolutely. I mean, it is. It's great, um, and it just and just when I thought I was like, there's no way they can top, you know, season one or part one of season one. Um, there's no way that they're going to be able to top the um, the Christmas special, um, which was actually really good. Um, part two picks up shortly after the winter special, um, where Sabrina has and you know. Some, I'll try to do mild spoilers, um, but Sabrina has made a choice um, finally in the show, and she is now dealing with the the aftermath of making that choice. Um, so I think it's very cool, like what they're doing. It's um, it definitely feels uh, to me. It doesn't necessarily feel teen soapy, um, which I feel is kind of like a turnoff for a show like. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, it is deceptively mature, and they handle they handle things they handle certain things very well. Um, as far as um, you know, just like losing love and and finding new love, um, you know, wondering what is what the difference is between doing good and doing evil. Um, and what that means to, and what that means to certain people. Um, but one thing that I, I love, I actually, it was the last episode I got a chance to watch, but one of the characters, um, actually has officially come out as trans on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the way they handle it, um, because I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, straight cisgender. I, 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 I'm still learning the the words so yeah same same (laughs) um you know it's not it's it's of the it's of the mind it is not of the heart um by any stretch of imagination but it was interesting to me to watch it because you know i i've had trans students um but i don't know like what is that process like of coming out and and realizing that like oh like i i identify as a woman or identify or in the case of the show like I identify as a man um because it's very clear from the get-go that that this this girl is either trans gender fluid or or they are gay um and then it you know it finally comes out that she's trans um or he's trans I guess you should say um and just the entire episode while you know you do have like Sabrina doing her witchy thing um, there's also this subplot of, you know, uh, they want to go, uh, try out for the basketball team and it's a big deal. They're like, like, oh, well, we don't want girls on the basketball team. This is the men's team. And it becomes a matter of like, it, the character doesn't feel comfortable doing quote unquote girl things, mm-hmm. you know, and they realize like, oh, I'm not, I know I'm not good enough to play basketball but i feel better at least trying out because i'm with people that i identify with mm-hmm. and i thought that was a very that was a very beautiful and it, and they hand like i said they handled it very maturely and it was very informative um for me especially 
Um, so again, I'm not done with the, I'm not done with the, uh, the end of season two, sorry, the end of part two just yet. Um, but what I've seen so far is, you know, it's, it's great stuff. I love it. Um, and it does get, I will warn you, it does get a little risque. Oh, it, okay. there's a whole, there's a whole episode where Sabrina is, uh, taking part in this like Valentine's like satanic ritual or something and it's as all about one like does. as you know as one does when you <laughs> go to a witch does. school <laughs> and she's like um like the whole episode she's like and and that's and it was and it was it was interesting because it she's dealing with it from like a teenager's perspective where she's like like I think tonight I might lose my virginity and it's like wait what <laughs> in this in this in this weird ritual what are you talking about what are you what's happening here um but again they handle they handle like most of the stuff like very maturely it's not uh necessarily like overly sexualized it's more of you know it's like we're telling a story and in the in the in this teenager story this is a milestone that she is excited about and is wondering like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? What, it, what precautions should she take? Um, which is something that, you know, you, you definitely did not see from the original show. Um, so I can't stop saying enough good things about the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yes. I so. miss Melissa Joan Hart. I do too, but she's, she's a mom now. <laughs> She's a Yay. mom. She can't. She's not. She's no longer a teenage witch. <laughs> she's a mom witch. She's a mom witch. <laughs> um, but speaking of magic, speaking of magic that you know can save the world. Speaking of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. got to talk about Shazam. Uh, Lindley, why don't yeah. you? Since you're the one doing the spoiler free review. Why don't you tell the audience what time is it? It's main event time. It's main event time. So yeah, I had the opportunity of seeing Shazam uh, a couple weeks ago. I got to see it opening night in IMAX, which I don't usually, I think the last IMAX movie I saw was Aquaman. Mm -hmm. So yeah, DC has a good IMAX track record. And I got to be honest with you guys. I really liked it. That's what a lot of people are saying. I'm even going to be bold enough to say it's the best thing in the DCEU right now. That is also what people are saying. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of people be like, but Lindley, what about Wonder Woman? Do not get me wrong. I love Wonder Woman. I had mm-hmm. the DVD of Wonder Woman. I cried during Wonder Woman during the No Man's Land scene because it's all I ever wanted when I was a little girl. So I wanted to go female superhero movie. Anyways, <laughs> the argument can be made that the last act of Wonder Woman, uh, with the exception of um, Chris Chris Pine's mm-hmm. tragic death, which we all know he's coming back in the next one, is a little iffy. It's not as strong as the rest of the movie. Shazam is consistently good. Mm-hmm. The only the only thing I will say is the third act goes on a little long, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but for good reason. And it's it's great. 
It's so funny. The jokes land. It's very self-aware. One of the characters is wearing like memorabilia that are very reminiscent to all the logos in the DCEU. So you kind of know where these heroes stand in this universe. Mm -hmm. But it's just so great. It's so great. It's so funny. It's a little spooky because there are some creatures in this movie that are legitimately terrifying. Right. It felt... And you know what the best part about this was? It was a great... You could... You could have taken it out of the DCEU. You could... Given it to another studio. You could have said like, oh, this is... It's a one-off. It's not going to be a part of anything. And it would have still been fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's where DC is now going with their movies. Be like, okay, we don't have to connect anything, but we still have these characters and we can still make fun movies. Aquaman was the start. Aquaman had a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of problems. But it was fun. Right. With the exception of, you know, random pit bull singing Africa. I still can't forget that. But it was a start. This is a continuation of that move that DC is going, and it works so, so, so well. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But I have to say, my favorite part of this movie has Mm. nothing to do with superheroes. What's that? I cannot remember the last time I saw a movie that depicted a healthy foster family relationship. Mm. It was, because it's always, you either have a evil stepmother, stepbrother, or a bad foster home. You know, the kid is being abused or the, or something like that. Mm-hmm. The family in Shazam is so real, so believable, and just the relationships all around it are very tenderhearted. And it mm-hmm. made me invested and care about what happened to all of the characters. Not yeah, just Billy yeah. Bats and not just um, his friend. All of the characters. And mm-hmm. I really have to give it to that movie for that. Oh, wow. My question, my question would be, um, is there any connective tissue to the larger DCEU in this movie? A little bit. Okay. But the, it mostly ties in with the, oh, for and I forgive me, I'm forgetting the character's name, but one of the siblings that Billy Batson becomes friends with most of all, mm-hmm. he is very into superheroes. He loves superheroes. So when he, Billy Batson, becomes Shazam, He's the one he, Billy goes to be like, I don't know how to do the superhero crap. You're the superhero ner- nerd. Help me out. Mm-hmm. So like I was saying, you have this character wearing symbols with the actual Aquaman logo. And I'm talking mm-hmm. the one they used to promote the movie with Jason Momoa. Yeah. You have that. You have him like, oh, that's a that's a, that's a battering from Gotham City. And it's one that Ben Affleck would have used the same style and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something else, but because this is spoiler free, I will not give it away because it's such a, it's such a like a cute moment. I'm gonna mm-hmm. leave it out. But yeah, there there is 
connection to the DCEU, mm. but it doesn't rely on that connection. And that's so refreshing. Yeah. Because you could, you could have never seen BVS or Man of Steel or Aquaman, and you still would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that kind of answers my question. I was going to ask, you know, do I need to see the other movies in order to enjoy this? Um, I mean, it's probably not going to be my cup of tea anyways. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's just like someone who would say, this is not my cup of tea, do you think I would enjoy it? I think you would. I don't think it's not one of those movies for you that I would be like, oh, you have to, you got to run to the theaters and see it. Like, if you do, please do and go support this movie because it deserves it. But it is something that I think, you know, a night in, you would enjoy it because Mm. it is a superhero movie and there's a lot of superhero elements, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. It has fun with it and fun with the tropes. Of a superhero movie. Gotcha. And again, a diverse cast. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. super diverse cast. Yeah. I love that that's becoming the norm now. Me too. You know, it's like slowly but surely because, you know, you start, I mean, you you still you still get news articles about it, but I feel like we're starting to get to the point now where you almost expect it and it's, if you don't have a diverse cast, your movie's probably not going to do well. You know, as opposed to a movie that does have um, just different ethnicities, different, you know, backgrounds that are that are in it. Because I, I thought it was great that his best friend um, had it, you know, was what I, again, it's of the it's of the mind and it's not of the heart, um, but that he does have a disability. But that's not his defining character. Right. Like, his defining character is that, oh, he's the sibling that helps him because he knows about superhero movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does come to, like, it is mentioned, but that's not his, like, oh, I've got a cane. Woe is Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Right. But it's also not ignored. It's not his defining characteristic, but it's not ignored either. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because at one point... Like, you know, you know, he's a kid. He does, Billy Batson does what any kid, what any teenager would do if they get superpowers. They act like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And of course, it takes it for granted. And at one point, the kid is just like, you're doing this. I would kill to be in your shoes. But mm-hmm. I'm not. Like, you get all this cool stuff. I don't. Right. But again, it's not his defining characteristic. There's mm-hmm. so much more. That kid... Is one of the highlights of the movie because he's so hilarious. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. real too. He's not just oh, I'm a kid, I'm acting, I'm gonna be funny. Right, he's not. Right. He's not Disney Channel Nickelodeon comedy funny. Mm-hmm. He's actually legitimately funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I go see Shazam. It's great. It gives it. It's giving me hope for the DCEU again. If this is the yeah. direction they're going. I'm all for this. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, again, I and I, I said this before, I feel like, you know, I, won't, I wouldn't necessarily say they're, they're sobering up because, you know, they can always, they, eventually they, they might have a misstep. Um, but 
it's it's encouraging that they are finally taking the time to focus in on story as opposed to let's just get to a Justice League movie. Yeah. You know, like, no, let's do a Shazam movie. You know, let's let's break out like another one of these characters. Like, let's do because I think Blue Beetle, I think, is on is on the docket for a movie eventually. Um, there are so many different characters within the DC universe that, again, can rival anything that Marvel has. Um, and they can find success. Mm-hmm. I mean, people forget all the time that Marvel, you know, like. Iron Man, Cap, um, Thor, those were B-list heroes. Those were the those were the heroes that they thought like you can't make a lot of money with them. Now they're household names. And I think it's great that, you know, the top stars of the DCU right now is uh Shazam, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. And not Batman and Superman. Even though I love Batman. You know? It's ni- it's nice it's nice to to hear that from you, Lily, that this is a great movie. Yeah. Because um, I definitely think I'm going to check it out over my spring break. Because I definitely, definitely need it. Do it. And I need a, I need a good movie that will uh, fill me with joy. Yes. Well... But- Rumor on the street is that Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be called Will of the Force. Now, at the time we're recording this, we don't know for certain, so we'll see. That's the rumor. It's just a rumor. It's all I heard. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll definitely keep our ear out I don't know that. how Star Wars came into the conversation, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's go with that, Steven. Well, guys, I've had a lovely time talking with y'all tonight, but as I said, spring break is a coming, and I still have one more day as of this recording uh, to kind of keep my wits about me before I just crash. You have and wits? Whatnot. Crash and whatnot. Crash and burn. Uh, I've got another week to go. Yeah. Put spring break at the end of April. That's, it's practically summer by this point. I was about to say. <laughs> Tell that to the weather forecast. May. Yeah, practically. I mean, it's like, ugh. oh, well, whatever. As long as nothing bad happens to me between now and then, it's all going to be good. Yeah, you'll be well, fine, all Steven. It's going to be great. I'm sure, I'm sure nothing bad is going to happen to you, Steven. Um, but, audience, if you would like to continue the conversation with us, um first up lindley where can the folks at home reach you folks at home you can find me mostly on instagram at little lottie that's l-o-t-t-i-e uh, if i just got done with a new cosplay shoot so there's a lot of those pictures coming i'm trying to space them out so it's not just like here's my face here's some more of my face here's my face in a different pose mm. oh there's my face looking sad uh, but yeah, I'm really proud of how these came out. I love the photographers that I worked with. And so, yeah, you can also find me at Popcorn Prattle on Instagram. Um, got a lot of cool things coming. Definitely want to check it out. You don't want to miss, you don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> uh, and of course, folks at home, you can always uh, hit me up on Twitter. 
um, at Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. Uh, you can also find me on our Popcorn Prattle Twitter page. Um, usually hanging out around the uh, Film Talk group. Um, usually posting some dank memes and some... Did you really uh, just say dank memes? The kids tell me that uh, no one says dank memes anymore. and so they it makes, don't. They don't. Because I know that's exactly why I say it. I say it because <laughs> it annoys them. And I, if there's one thing that I enjoy, it's annoying children. Um, <laughs> look, it gets it gets real hairy towards the end of the year. The little things, um, you have to look forward to those things. Um, and of course, folks, um, you can always, if you like this show, please be sure to check out some of our other shows, like Not So Famous featuring Mitchell Hansen. Um, and Roll Initiative, which is putting together a big Avengers Endgame collab for our Avengers mm-hmm. Week. I'm going to be it in it, go- too. Yes, Lindley's in it. Um, I'm in it. Steven is here. <laughs> you forgot to do Steven's so. outro. Oh yeah, you didn't. Uh, yeah, you didn't ask if where they can find me at home. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess I can ask you where you. Marcus, don't be mean, Stephen. Where can Come the folks on. at home find you? I have been you? on good behavior all night. I haven't folks heard him home. play his Sega once. <laughs> folks at home. Marcus, I don't feel so good. Steven? Steven? Marcus. Steven, what's wrong with you? Steven, this isn't funny. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Steven? 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 Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Lindley, I think it happened. Oh, oh my gosh. Marcus? Marcus, what's going on? Where did Steven go? Lindley, Lindley, I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be scared. It's too late for that. I'm pretty sure Stephen may have gotten caught up in the snap. Like it must have been delayed what? reaction or something, but. What, snap, you're, you can't Lindley, be serious, can The I, snap? I am, listen, I am, I am serious. Oh gosh, Stephen. But I don't want you to worry. I have an idea. What idea? I'm gonna tell you in the next episode you, of Popcorn Proud. Oh my, you can't do that! Oh, oh I can. Our Executive friend just got privileges. dusted and you're gonna leave us on a cliffhanger? Mm, I think I'm gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs>